Dear parishioners of the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit, it's good to see so many of you here. Just a joy to be here with all of you. So many more than I was expecting. Great to see such a big and full crowd. Even my mom's here. She never goes to church. <laughs> this doesn't count for Sunday, Mom. Good to see so many familiar faces. I was out here in the gathering space greeting a bunch of people, thanking them for coming and filling up the pews. And they were saying, we were here to see the new bathrooms. <laughs> so there's going to be private tours uh, of the bathrooms after. Try to, try to stay focused on Mass until then. I want to thank Father Eli for inviting me to come and be the preacher, the speaker at your 40 hours devotion. I'm honored. I love being back behind this pulpit. It's able to be, stand behind this for five years, beat on it, hands still numb and bruised, and I just miss, and miss being at this parish. It was some wonderful years of my life, good people of Cathedral, and so I come back with great joy. But I also come back partly in gratitude for Father Eli coming out to Queen of Peace. He came out to Queen of Peace for Lent and gave a parish mission to our people, uh, took all the weekend masses Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night. And it was so fruitful, Father. They're still talking about it. It's a bit annoying. And so I want you to receive this as a small gesture of gratitude for what you did for my people. I also obviously wanted to come here to uh, preach the gospel to you, everyone. I want to bring Jesus to you. Catholic people, we got to get more and more clear, more and more focused, more and more just um, founded on Catholicism is all about deep friendship with Jesus. Much of my priesthood wasn't even focused enough on that. All of Catholicism is about deep friendship with Jesus. Real, lived, personal friendship with Jesus. And 40 hours devotion is a wonderful way to, uh, to put the laser on that very clear focus in our faith. What is about, so this 40 hours devotion, someone asked me out in Dickinson, Monsieur, I see you're doing the uh, 40 hours devotion, at, you're leading that at Cathedral, what is it about? I said, it's largely about Father Eli making me do a bunch of work. And then I had to look it up, right? Serious, everyone. 40 hours devotion is about a parish. Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. Entering into an intense period of adoring Jesus. We adore Jesus. We adore him. It all changes. When spouses adore each other, the marriage is very different. 
We believe in Jesus. We pray to Jesus. We obey Jesus. We follow Jesus. But we also adore Jesus. The church needs hearts that adore Jesus. Have you heard there's a Eucharistic revival going on in our country? I think so much of the Eucharistic revival is about getting people to fill our pews on Sunday who have hearts that adore Jesus. St. Augustine says, no one, no one eats the flesh of Jesus without first adoring it. And so, good people, this is what I hope uh, is one of the graces that comes out of it, out of these days. A new level of adoration in our hearts for Jesus. From where does adoration come? Where does the heart learn to adore? I suppose you could give a lot of answers to that question. I propose this one as, at least for me, the, the most solid, namely, the heart learns to adore to the degree one experiences Jesus turning my Good Friday into Easter. When your Good Friday, when you let Jesus in and Jesus redeems and this worst thing of your life, this greatest crisis, this greatest disaster, this greatest suffering becomes the place of your greatest joy, the heart adores. And so adoration Adoration, everyone, is about going to that place. To know the presence, the love and mercy of Jesus at the cross. This is where adoration is born. When God turns my worst into the best. Adoration is praising Jesus at the cross. Everyone, as part of, our, as part of the Eucharistic revival out at uh, Queen of Peace, and uh, we celebrated 50 years as a parish uh, this summer as well, so we combined the two. And uh, in celebration of our 50th anniversary and in um, celebration and living the Eucharistic revival, we renovated our uh, adoration chapel. It's so beautiful. I'm 56 years old. I just turned 56 a couple of uh, weeks ago. Didn't receive a one card from a cathedral parishioner. <laughs> Forgotten so fast. But you got to come out and see it. If you're ever passing through Dickinson, stop in and see this, uh, this adoration chapel. Um, yeah. It's like five times in my life where things actually turned out better than I was imagining them. And this is one of them. Anyway, 
we put in this adoration chapel in the back wall where you, where you typically put, you know, Stations of the Cross or whatever, we encased in the wall, backlit, a full-size replica of the Shroud of Turin. Containing, of course, right, all the scourging, the marks, the beating on Jesus' crucified body. The point being, my hope is, people walk in, the first thing they see is how Jesus loved them at the cross, and then they want to adore him. Adoration happens by experiencing that God loves me in my cross. The opposite of being Christian, the opposite of a uh, heart of adoration, in my opinion, good people, is being alone in one's suffering in your heart. Being alone and unloved in one's heart, in one's suffering, is the opposite of being Christian. The opposite of being in Christ. This is Adam after he sinned. All alone and unloved in his suffering. This is death. The lived experience of being alone in one's heart in suffering soon becomes being unloved in one's suffering, which soon becomes self-loathing, self-rejection, self-hatred. And from that, I accept all kinds, I'm willing to accept all kinds of destructive ideas and make all kinds of destructive choices. I just gave you Monsignor Tom Richter's simple analysis of what's happening in society today. But it all begins with being alone in one's suffering. The Lord wants to change that. The Lord does not want that. The Lord wants you, his friend, to experience him loving you in your suffering. You're never alone. Never unloved. So how do we change it? You could come up with all kinds of things, everyone, but I want to hold this up to you. We move from being alone and unloved in our suffering to meeting the one who is there loving me by surrendering in faith. Surrendering in faith to Jesus. Everyone, for most of my life, the word surrender I don't think was used very much in Catholic teaching or Catholic preaching or Catholic devotional life. 
but I'm finding it's becoming very popular amongst many Catholic faithful people I know and love. Surrendering to Jesus. And so I, it's, it's come to speak to my imagination as well. What does one do in, in uh, suffering? Surrender to Jesus in faith. A Franciscan priest and a Jesuit priest were out at dinner at a nice restaurant. Obviously, the Jesuit picked it. And as they were eating, a guy came up and said, Hey, fathers, do you know of uh, any novena a person can pray to get a Mercedes Benz? The Franciscan priest said, What's a Mercedes Benz? The Jesuit said, What's a novena? I trust you've heard of the Surrender Novena. It's become very popular. It's become very popular. Many, many people are coming to receive the presence and mercy of God in the places where they used to feel alone in their suffering. And I find an amazing insight into it, or from it, that on, so many of us grew up with wonderful, with wonderful uh, grandmas, mothers, dads, grandpas, whoever, that taught us to, to offer it up. Offer it up. But this is different. Huh, this surrender isn't giving up. This surrender isn't rolling over. The language, listen to this. Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Not my cancer, not my addiction, not my troubled child, not my cross. I don't offer my cross up to Jesus. I offer myself to Jesus at the cross so I'm not alone in it. To surrender in faith to Jesus is to offer oneself to him there instead of kicking and screaming and trying to find an escape route from suffering. We see the same thing in the gospel today, right? Come to me, all you who lay a labor and are burdened. He doesn't say, give me your labors, give me your burdens. Although I'm sure he's not opposed to that. But you, you come to me. So you're not alone in your burdens. So you're not alone in your labors. And then you'll door. This is, I think, the the great one of the great, and there's many, right? But one of the great things we do in faith 
to be able to enter into the Lord who is redeeming my life, redeeming our lives, filling us with joy and love and adoration right in the place we wish we wouldn't have to deal with. A word picture to end as what uh, surrender looks like to me. I remember the first time I learned how to tie my shoes. You might think that's weird, but I was 15. <laughs> and so I, was, I had a pretty strong memory. It wasn't long ago. I don't know who, who taught me. It's one of my older sisters or older brothers. And, uh, but, but I was really proud. I was, I was proud that I could tie my shoes. And so I always wanted the approval of my sweet mother and to show her how uh, good of a boy I was. And so uh, I quickly found mom and said, Mom, I, uh, I know how to tie my shoes. I want to show you that I know how to tie my shoes. She said, well, great, Tom, uh, show me. I don't know what happened. But I couldn't get those suckers tied. <laughs> Even with two thumbs, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't pull it on. And I got more and more frustrated. Mom said, Tom, you want, you want me to help you? No. And I got madder and madder. Tom, I can help No. Until finally, I said, yeah, help me. Surrendered. Surrendered to the one there present caring. Everyone, let's do that these days. Remember throughout your life where you were saved by Jesus. Where you were saved by him. Where you were on the brink of all being lost. And he came and rescued you. This is the place we adore. From there we adore. May Jesus Christ be forever praised and adored in this parish.